Hello friends, thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Today's lesson is entitled, The Great Controversy, Up Close and Personal, Thursday, August 5th. Before we begin, let us invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father God, we just want to thank you for a blessed day that you have given to us. Uh, Father, we thank you for life. We thank you for all the many blessings you have afforded us. Now, Father, I pray that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit and open our minds so we can understand and we can impart. In Jesus' name, amen. Continuing on from yesterday's lesson, doing relationships God's way, we can clearly see that Joseph chose God's method. In Genesis uh, chapter 39, verses 11 to 20, we see where Mrs. Potiphar tried to seize opportunity of forcing Joseph to lay with her while there was no witnesses. However, Joseph escaped, leaving his garment in her hands. In her embarrassment, she accused Joseph of what she tried to do to him. So she kept his garment as evidence against Joseph. So ultimately, Joseph ended up in jail. It says here, Joseph suffered because of his principal decision. Joseph was thrown into prison. As Potiphar's property, Joseph could have been killed on the spot. No questions asked. Potiphar obviously didn't believe his wife, but had to guard his reputation by taking action. And yet, despite the horrific circumstances, scripture says the Lord was with Joseph. Genesis 39, 21. Life on planet Earth isn't fair. Good is not always rewarded and evil is not always immediately punished. There is some good news. Joseph could find rest even in prison because God was with him. While in prison, he could have meditated on the unfairness of his situation, withdrawn and even given up on God. That does happen sometimes. He can't see clearly what God has in store for us. Sometimes we question him. We wonder, why? Why is this happening to me now? It's natural. What did Joseph do while in prison? How did he relate to those around him? We can find that answer in Genesis 39, 21 to 40. Let's go there. Genesis 39, verse 21 to the end of the chapter, and then reading from uh, chapter 40, verse 22. From the Amplified Version, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and loving kindness and gave him favor in the sight of the warden of the prison. And he, the warden of the prison committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in the prison. And whatsoever was done there, he was in charge of it. The prison warden paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge, for the Lord was with him and made whatsoever he did to prosper. And chapter 40 and verse 22 says, But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Lesson continues to say in prison, Joseph worked with the real, not the ideal. He networked, he helped others. Even though relationships in prison were far from the ideal that he must have 
wished for. Joseph was not above asking for help and making himself vulnerable. He asked for help from the cupbearer when he interpreted his dream. What is the big picture perspective on relationships that Paul presents in Ephesians 6, 1 through 13? Reading from the New King James Version, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bond servant, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with goodwill, doing service, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in every day and having done all to stand. Our relationships are miniature reflection of the great controversy between God and Satan that is raging through the ages. This means then that there are no perfect relationships. Every relationship must have growth dynamics and Satan has a vested interest in using all our relationships, especially those closest to us, to his advantage in order to hurt and frustrate God's will for our lives. We can be thankful that we are not left to fight these battles on our own. God's word sets out principles for our relationships. His promise to give us wisdom in James 1.5 also extends to our relationships. And as he was with Joseph, he promises to be with us when our relationships prove complex. Think about God's promise in James 1.5, which reads, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And take a moment to pray for wisdom in your relationship. How can you seek to be open to the prompting of the Holy Spirit as you relate to these people? The most important factor in Joseph's fidelity to God was his recognition that the circumstances of his life did not determine his relationship to God. God cared for him, loved him, and strengthened him in every circumstance of life. His difficult 
circumstances were not indicative of God's concern for him. In fact, the opposite was true. As E.G. White writes, so powerfully states, the most important factor in Joseph's fidelity to God was his recognition that the circumstances of his life did not determine his relationship to God. God cared for him, loved him, and strengthened him in every circumstances of life. His difficult circumstances were not indicative of God's concern for him. In fact, the opposite was true. As Ellen G. White so powerfully states, trials and obstacles are the Lord's chosen methods of discipline and his appointed conditions of success. He who reads the hearts of men knows their characters better than they themselves know them. Isn't that the best reason to choose God as your friend? Because he knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He reads your thoughts before you even conceive them. That was beautiful. Why don't you join me tomorrow as we conclude this week's study? Have a blessed evening.